You have tuned into The Voice of Medicine, the medical podcast filled with remarkable stories, first-hand experience, important research, and valuable life lessons. Open your mind, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Today's podcast is dedicated to um, innovation in healthcare. And for this, I invited a very special guest from Switzerland, a young CEO and co-founder of Comet Health, Luisa Dobre. Luisa is coming from an entrepreneur uh, background with a degree from University in St. Gallen, Switzerland. And she decided to um, innovate and sort of revolutionize healthcare's communication. Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me here. My pleasure. Lisa, I would like to give our listeners um, a little scope of uh, your person. So it would be great to find out who you are, and then we can slowly get to the topic of your company, Comet Health, and what exactly you're doing there with your co-founder, Mark. Oh, sounds great. Sure, I can give you some, some background information. So yeah, my name is Luisa. Um, I basically moved in Switzerland 10 years ago uh, for my studies. I have been studying uh, in Spain and, and here uh, after I moved from my native country, which is Romania. Um, and then I, um, yeah, I have a business background and I follow several corporate careers and it was always something burning inside of me that I need to create a company and I want to do something meaningful. And, and this is how my passion to, to use technology as an enable to drive a positive, uh, positive impacts, uh, started to grow inside of me. And I realized that healthcare is really the right industry or the right place where there is so much uh, innovation needed uh, and where you really can uh, save people's lives or improve people's lives. So this is a bit how my journey uh, happened from being in a corporate to being an entrepreneur. And, and it really started with the passion and with the, the question of why and what, what do I really want to do? And, and yeah, how do I want to do it? You have a very international background and then there is a, you know, part of you is very self-reflective where you were thinking about, okay, so what is the aim? What am I going to do? And you definitely wanted to change something for the better, which is great. Would you say that you are the prototypical entrepreneur? I, I think I am the typical entrepreneur, but I don't think this is exactly something that you are born with or it's like kind of, you know, people are entrepreneur and people are not entrepreneur. I think it, it, it just really comes down to your motivations and your drive, right? And sometimes you can be an entrepreneur by starting a company from scratch, just from an idea, or being an entrepreneur also in a corporation, right? Uh, we call it intrapreneur, right? You can you have all those people who always start idea and they, they want to innovate and so on. The problems in corporations, sometimes, you know, you have the politics and it doesn't take, it's not such a short way to, to, to implement ideas. Whereas when you start by yourself something, uh, yeah, you have a free hand. And in my case also, like, you know, I was working in, in, in different industries, very different than healthcare. And I, I, I just wanted to learn about this industry and, and, and really become an expert in this industry. So for me, it was also, um, 
a chance I had to give to myself. I think is is difficult to transition in a corporation from a diff- industry to the other very easy. I absolutely understand that. From everything you know, I I looked up about you and I, I researched a little. Um, I also saw one of your talks for Google um, Google Grind, I think it was called. And mm-hmm. the one thing which you said in the talk, well, you said several very important things, which I'll get to in a minute. But the first thing uh, which caught my attention was you mentioned that the reason why some people, although they have great ideas, do not become entrepreneurs is comfort. Can you elaborate on that? Oh, uh, yeah. it's Yeah, I guess you, you just need to get out of your comfort zone. And I think I'm also the type of person, except of being reflective, how you called me, I, I really sometimes just do things. You know, I don't necessarily think through very analytical, through through the implications of it. Um, okay, I take the self-reflection back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there are two different things, you know. I mean, you can be self-reflective, which I am. But I, I thought also like being very curious and always putting yourself, you know, in a position where you always need to stretch your boundaries, I think for me, uh, drives me very much. And um, yeah, I guess, you know, changing the industry, becoming an entrepreneur is really, um, is really getting you outside of your comfort zone. But I think there are people, and I, I, I think I'm among those people who actually take some, some excitement and some pleasure, and they, they love that moment when they don't know how to do something, but this will actually push them to come up with solutions. And actually, in the end, you, you become so creative, and you find something inside of you which you, which you maybe didn't even know you have. And, uh, yeah, I think the fact is that if you are not, trying and if you don't go out there it's very yeah it's it's unlikely you will progress i guess in a country like switzerland where um the standard of comfort is very high it's probably even harder for people to uh, leave that comfort zone and actually start something which is you know uh, risky insecure innovative and then perhaps in a sort of way revolutionary and talking about healthcare and what you do, I think I would call it revolutionary. You also said in the talk for Google Grind that you do not believe in single founding. I was asking myself, why? Yeah, I believe there is no perfect person. And I believe that you always need a partner if you want to achieve something greater than yourself. And and, and for me, that was very important. I never wanted to, to build something little. I wanted to, I always had very, um, yeah, global um, macro bigger goals. And I thought that this is, can be only achieved with somebody who can be my partner and not just a partner, but who can share the same values and who can also be very complementary in terms of capabilities. And before, actually, when I left the corporate job, when I, I call it the, the safe haven, I actually started with a different idea than what is Comet Health today. It was also in healthcare. And I have worked on that idea maybe eight to ten months. I even had customers, and but I was a single founder. And for me, that was something I knew that I cannot do by myself. I knew that I cannot grow a company without a founder. So my primarily goal in those 10 months was to find my perfect founder, my perfect match in terms of business, right? And um, so in that period, I also navigating through different ideas, maybe ideas of other people. And this is how I met my business partner. And yeah, I guess uh, it was one of the best 
decision I could have taken. We are extremely complementary, also very different. And being a perfect match business-wise doesn't mean that you always have uh, a harmony. So you also have a lot of friction and arguments. But the most important thing is those arguments and friction will actually help you overall to move forward. And I think this is what is happening for us. I think at this point, uh, we, we are bound to you know give a shout out to Mark um, who will be probably listening later on. <laughs> so, congratulate, congratulations to him for surviving, for surviving Louisa. <laughs> no, but it's it's really it's I I really think it's the best decision I could have taken. Transition from the other business I, I was working on, which I still today after three years believe in it strongly. And yeah, I, I came across this idea, and then I met Mark. And I, you know, sometimes you just know you mm-hmm. need to do it, and you just go for it. You, sometimes you don't need to think too much, exactly what I told you before. Just go for it, and then you will see collateral damage or collateral benefits, right? <laughs> um, on my program, um, I, you know, a couple, couple of months ago, I had um, Nick Dissey from Heal from the U.S., okay. and mm-hmm. um, his story was that he came to, uh, to an emergency room with his son, I believe, and they were waiting for a pediatrician. Uh, for hours, you know, and no one to be found. And um, this, I would say, almost traumatic experience for a parent, um, it made him think, okay, what can I change so this doesn't happen to anybody else? And he came up with this amazing idea. I don't know if if you know Heal, uh, but it's basically, yeah, yeah? great. It's, it's, It's pizza delivery of doctors. You know, I mean, you're at home, um, and you can, you know, call a doctor and they come. And or Uber wonder, for doctors. Or that, yeah, Uber for doctors, yes. <laughs> so you even, you even phrase it better than I did. Um, <laughs> no, because I was at the pitch of, the, uh, of them in U.S. Oh, where so, are you? Know, they, okay. So they, they were pitching, and this is because they actually they made the association, yeah. So this is why I remember it like that. He'll be happy to hear that, you know, there was at least one person uh, paying attention. <laughs> no, but there were many. There were many. I bet so. Shout out to Nick as well. Um, so this is, this is something what keeps um, reoccurring. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking mm-hmm. at this um, all the time that it somehow it needs this unique experience uh, mm-hmm. where, you, where you realize, wow, there is a need for change. Can you tell us about your experience? Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it always comes from something, right? And for me, um, the first thing was when I was a teenager, I, I even wrote it down. <laughs> that was my reflective part. I want to build something meaningful. I want to do something greater than myself. And I think until like three years ago, I was exploring different ideas and uh, different industries and so on. And and then I stumbled upon healthcare. And for me, how I stumbled upon healthcare actually started also with my experience with the dentist. And I didn't have a very good experience. It was very expensive uh, in Switzerland. And me coming from Romania, uh, I... Uh, yeah, if you go to Romania, you have a, a 70% cheaper and really state-of-the-art technology and really good doctors as well. But I guess I was just unfortunate. I'm not talking that the Swiss dentists are not good, right? It was just an unfortunate experience, which was very expensive and was not able to give me the right treatment. And coming from there, I developed this platform uh, for medical travel, so sort of booking that come for medical travel. So this was my first uh, foot into healthcare. 
And this is when I was a single founder, I was telling, telling you before. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the next eight to 10 months, I, I really spent a lot of time with doctors trying to validate different hypotheses I had. I was going to conferences, I was reading a lot of stuff. And uh, one day I stumbled upon a report saying that the third cause of death is medical error. Uh, after heart disease and cancer. And 70% of those cases are because of communication inefficiencies between medical staff. So in the U.S. you have about 250,000 people dying because of this reason. And in Switzerland I found some data about 1,500 people die because of this reason. And for me it was shocking, you know, because we are all so used with so many ways to communicate from, you know, from WhatsApp, which we we use every day, to Slack, which is more related to productivity and so on. And I, I couldn't understand how it's possible that so many people die because of inefficient communication. And, and then this is basically how the idea of Comet Health initially started. So what I did, I, I, I first went to different hospitals um, in Zurich, you know, from public hospitals to private hospitals. And I just top doctors and nurses trying to understand why this happens, what happens when it comes to the communications. And of course, you have the typical uh, cultural problems, which are, um, yeah, obvious. But then the biggest problems comes from the fragmented ways of communication in hospitals and really using legacy legacy systems and infrastructure from the 60s like pagers and decked phone and switchboards and faxes. I absolutely and, agree with you. By the way, you're great. You know, you're just running on autopilot. I could basically sit here and say nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yeah, you actually, you know, you actually uh, stole a question of mine because, um, and the, the other thing which I, I wanted to, uh, our listeners to get a better idea of is how you implemented this idea. So it's one thing to come up with an idea. A lot of people come up with great ideas, um, but the implementation that's basically the crucial thing. And I would be really happy, but you already started, if you could give us you know, a little bit more elaborate um, description of how you did this. So y- you thought, okay, um, you know, communication disaster, uh, 1,500 people in Switzerland alone are dying because of you know, people not communicating efficiently mm-hmm. and maybe swiftly enough uh, inside a hospital. What happened afterwards? What did you do? Well, what we did, I mean, uh, then I met Mark, <laughs> you know, just to put it exactly on the um, uh, on the map, and and then we came up with uh, this idea, you know, to, to to develop Slack for hospitals, and for us, uh, for our happiness, we won that that startup weekend, and this gave us a lot of like boosting power to like go out there and find out whether there is really a need. And the second point for us, you know, make sure that the team is the right one. So when it comes to like really implementing, before we had to implement anything, we just wanted to validate. So we had three months that we gave ourselves a deadline where we said we have to have 100 interviews, structured interviews, following a structure we have agreed before. And we wanted to test different hypotheses. And if this is positive, then we continue. If not positive, then, yeah, we have to find, find something else. or mm-hmm. people. And, um, and basically, this is what we've done. We, we've been from hospital to hospital trying to really figure it out 
what the problems are. And yeah, after three months, more than 95% of the feedback was positive. So this is when we realize we are really after something and uh, there is a huge opportunity out there. I would say unique opportunity because there was no one actually tapping into this market. I, I completely understand that. Um, and one of other guests that I had on my podcast was Daniel Shaw. So he's also the one helping building reputation for, for clinics uh, around the world. And he said it precisely that education and healthcare perhaps are the two last sectors, you know, um, in the whole economy, which are still not um, digitalized and they're very hard and slowly, you know, only adjusting. Stone to age. You yeah. know, we can call it Stone Age. They are still in the Stone Age. I mean, this is a don't reality. Don't say it out too loud. You know, we don't want to offend anybody. Um, no, actually, but this is, I'm quoting a clinical director from one of the most reputable Swiss hospitals. He actually said, you know, medicine evolves so much. We have a cure for everything almost. But when it comes to IT technology, we are still in the Stone Age. And then he shows me his pager. And he said, like, listen, I have this smartphone X, iPhone X, and I have these pagers. But I am obliged to communicate with the pager because I have nothing hospital, clinical related on my on my private phone. Of course, you know um, I am absolutely get that. Um, so we are safe to to call it to call it Stone Age. Great, exactly. Um, <laughs> so you basically went door to door um, asking people questions, and then you had the the data, and you knew okay, we're onto something. Um, let's get clients, right? Let's get customers. And well, then, before getting customers, you need to build the product, right? Sorry, yeah, jumped over it. See, this is why I'm not an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> I mean, ideally, you should, but you know, actually, you're right. You know, ideally, a good entrepreneur, uh, you should actually sell before building. And if you are able to do that, then, you know, then you really have improved the market. Oh, so, so I, I take it back. I am an entrepreneur, but an intuitive exactly. one. <laughs> exactly, you do. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, for us, um, we were able to to sell the idea to a lot of doctors, but not monetary at that point. Mm-hmm. So what we did, we started like, you know, um, uh, probably you are familiar with the lean approach, uh, test, learn and improve, right? Mm-hmm. So we we... <clears throat> we did all these interviews, we did a lot of shadowing, we observed doctors, and we showed them, you know, part of our, our product um, and how the product is developing and so on. So after, uh, by mid, after about a year after, we had something meaningful that we were able to do tests with. And I think also a lot of the way we entered hospitals, it was through, through medical directors or to doctors who really had the pain uh, or nurses who are really interested in yeah in, in in innovation basically and in making their work easier um, and with their commitment we were able to do our first test so they were also the first customers who were actually paying for the product so we really entered in hospital I would say you know through 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 the people who are using the product not to the management of the hospital like the administrative management right. Which was a brilliant move to begin with because, you know, um, you're there in the front 
um, winning over people who then endorse your idea to the management. And I want to jump a little bit ahead and say you guys won the Inselspital in Bern um, over on your side, right? You're now cooperating. Is, is it correct? They are one of our customers, yeah. Congratulations to that. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. It's still a long way, right? I mean, the Inselspital is a conglomerate of six hospitals and, you know, rolling it out and so on. It, it's still, we are still in the process, right? I want to get, uh, you know, a little bit more on, on, on the doctor's needs. What can you actually, well, I mean, let's, you know, let's simplify this for, for everybody who maybe just, you know, you know, uh, started, maybe just switched in, uh, into the podcast, the product itself. So what does it do? Um, what is it, you know, in simple terms and, uh, what can a, a simple doctor, how is a simple doctor really profit from this? So basically, um, at Comet Help, we, we, we help doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals communicate in a simple, secure, and compliant way. So for that, we have developed a tailor-made platform built by and with clinicians, what I also mentioned you before, in order to make it easy to be adopted in the clinical environment. Um, so if you know Slack, it's easy to, to, to pitch ourselves as Slack for hospitals or WhatsApp for hospitals. And although it works as a, as a standalone uh, communication application, communication app, the biggest value of it is when can, it can be integrated with other, other clinical systems. So just to give you an example, it can be connected with the employee directory. So, you know, you have... Um, you can transition easily from one app to the other or from the main clinical system of a hospital to our app um, or patient, you know, patient information like patient mm -hmm. demographics or getting notifications for lab results or radiology report. And a very interesting and unique part of our product is that the communication is always context-based. So it's either a topic Uh, be it um, uh, in a department, they basically have, they want to share knowledge or they want to share articles uh, or want to uh, agree on their shifts, but it's also an, uh, a patient-centered app. So what does that mean? It means that from the moment a patient comes to the hospital, like um, uh, in the case of the founder of Heal, you know, when he went to the emergency, um, the patient in that moment, uh, when it comes to the hospital, gets a chat room automatically and the doctor is announced to have a new patient. The triage nurse can write in this chat room and she can distribute this information to the relevant people instead of repeating and making uh, four to eight calls to different people trying to organize the teams around this new case. So this really saves a lot of time. Um, and we are able to the integration as well to, to, to automate um, and automatically invite the people who would be invited or should take care of the patient's care. Okay. And then in, in that chat room, for example, whenever um, a new uh, report is ready, like new lab result or radiology report is ready, the doctor will get a notification on his smartphone or also on the desktop. You have a new CT scan, you have a new, uh, a new radiology report, and the radiologist can already comment on it. You say everything is fine or we need to have, we need to do this or... or Please give me a call if something urgent. A problem that a big problem that we we see is that doctors spend a lot of time trying to find the information they need 
trying to find the people they need and they are always interrupted. And this is really the what our pro- our product solves. So to sum it up, it's a software solution. It's an application that anybody can have on their cell phone. You know, by now everybody everybody has a, has a smartphone. So that would be exactly. basically the hardware for that. Okay. But it's up to standards with all the security, um, you know, and data data compliance. Okay, wonderful. And then on top of everything, it even can integrate information from other systems, as you just as you just said. So be it the electronic pharmacy or just the medical records. If if we call a, a patient case a project, basically you can literally put people in in a group patients you know x y you know these people need to come to to the operation room number four sort of this way exactly exactly you summarize it perfectly it summarizes perfectly and um yeah it basically professionalize uh communication like messaging communication because uh at the moment a lot of physicians and nurses they use whatsapp to communicate about patients Mm -hmm. and this is uh totally against any security regulation and uh, patient data protection um and this is a very good thing you said and one of the most important things we solve we really um yeah secure the patient data in a way that is compliant so I want to stress one thing about uh, you, Mark, you know, your team and, and, and Comet Health is that mm-hmm. your, your vision is to save lives by decreasing errors due to, you know, inefficient communication and you're integrating even other sources of information for them. Um, so you, you make these vital um, information which are often being searched for, you know, uh, exactly. losing time, you make them extremely available. And, exactly. and this is something what I really want our, our listeners to, to uh, you know, think about and acknowledge that you are really up to something revolutionary, innovative. And, you know, for all the people who might in the future be saved by your effort, I want to say thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Michael. Luisa, thank you very much for joining me on the program. It was a wonderful talk. I'll make sure that I put, uh, you know, the link of Comet Health below um, on, on YouTube so anybody who is interested can contact you. But just out of information, you know, out of curiosity also for the others, um, is there any kind of, I don't know, Congress or anything where you are in the next um, four or five months where they could, uh, you know, um, hear you talking, for example? Conheat, which is the biggest IT healthcare Congress slash trade show in Europe, in Berlin. So this is where we are having also a booth with one of our partners under the Swiss umbrella, the Swiss corner. So yeah, if everyone, anyone is interested, very happy to to take the discussion further. Perfect. Luisa, thank you very much again. This was The Voice of Medicine. Make sure you tune in next time and take care.